Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies, whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die. We're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Um, You are listening to part two of The Steffies, um, Crisis Twink's annual rundown of the top five cultural emergencies of the year. And I'm joined by fellow twink and Bessie and Atessi, June June, June Boone, John Boone. I think that's the first time in near a decade that I've been called a twink, so I appreciate it. It's a slur. Um, <laughs> word I was using. You meant it uh, pejoratively. I meant it hatefully. <laughs> um, if you ever were not a twink anymore, would you change the name of this podcast? People have asked me this. Um, okay, sorry, I'm not original. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, it, it makes me think about like what would happen if I actually just changed my body wholesale, and that is a scary thought to me <laughs> as someone with moderate to severe body dysmorphia. So, um, no, I, I, I would always call it a, a crisis twink because I do have a twink spirit, no matter what. <laughs> Even if I'm in a different bodies body. come and go, but the twink spirit stays forever. The twink spirit does. It's a jouissance of sorts, a smooth body jouissance that I do strive to retain in all forms that my corporeal body may take. Um, Crisis twink and the chaos otter. The the chaos otter. My spinoff of the Twinkie Pig Network. <laughs> Twinkle Pig. So, um, I think if uh, we are now one week later, obviously, great to see you another week. Uh, do you want to give our our friends who have stuck with us or maybe turned it off when we uh, went into our ninth tangent of that first episode? Do you want to yeah. give them a recap of what uh, uh, five and four were at the Steffies? Yeah, so last week at the Steffies, um, culture emergency number five was clang, clang, clang with the trolley and the yassification of Judy Garland. Um, very funny conversation. And after that, cultural num- emergency number four was Benefer, which is a regressive state that we've entered into that none the dele- none the less, God, nonetheless tickles and delights all of us. We needed Benefer. Benefer is the only reason we are in a like uh Benefer is the perfect embodiment of where we are at in the world. That's what I meant. Exactly. Should we just hop right into number three? Yeah, we're going to hop right into number three. Um, number, number three. Th- number three, cultural emergency. <laughs> you just looked three. at me like you were furious at me. No, no, I wasn't. I was literally, I didn't even have the screen on. I was looking at my little Excel spreadsheet, which has six cells filled in. It's not, I don't, I didn't need to start a whole ass spreadsheet for this. I could have just written it down on an index card. And cultural crisis number three is Microsoft Excel. Oh no, it's not Microsoft Excel. It's Google Sheets. <laughs> you dumb bitch. It's Google Sheets. Whatever. What's number three? Number you, three. You have me absolutely quivering with anticipation. Well, troubled mama. <laughs> <laughs> Emergency is the Shaw Rest. Oh, oh! So, 
I, I'm going to use this as a broadly encompassing term because the Shaw Rest and the Erica Jane situation to a lesser extent marked what I believe to be the beginning of a new era, not just for Housewives and Bravo shows, but reality TV in general. I think we may be seeing a sea change pivot again into like mid, and here's the mid-2000s again, mid-2000s, um, like kind of mean reality TV, like a little bit more exploitative. Um, but yeah, the shot rest, I think. Yes, yeah. except that like, when back when it was like, just like freak show TV and you were like, ooh, this is like, maybe these people don't know exactly how they're being depicted. And so like, we're laughing at you, not with you, where that was kind of mean. Like, uh, definitely Jen Shaw, but also sort of, Erica to a degree is like you chose this yeah for sure <laughs> especially Jen Shaw's like you were allegedly uh uh committing crimes against elders and decided to be on a reality tv show your accomplice just pleaded guilty and you're yep. still shooting the after show for youtube.com slash bravo or whatever yeah I, I i know she has like contractual obligations to film and stuff but it is very craven of her to keep doing this like i mean she's apparently in the back half of the season a lot too i'm sure um, those lawyers that are <laughs> figuring out whether she's going to jail for 20 or 30 years could get her out of a bravo contract if need be yeah um for sure for sure for sure though i don't know if she wants to am i allowed to mention another podcast on yeah this absolutely podcast? we don't well, discriminate here at culture pig and i know Crisis you listen Link. to <laughs> i know you listen to bitch sesh too but yes. like they have recently started talking about a lot about like how real housewives has now shifted to it is true crime yeah uh and never more so than like the the Shaw arrest, those two, uh, those two episodes, three episodes run was uh, Shaw amazing, Shaw unbelievable, Shaw yeah. um, Emmy winning television. I, I was I was flying high on those episodes, like that. It was not quite Scary Island levels of like iconic but like I do think that they have such rewatchability values and so much iconic behavior to just like parse knows something I mean Lisa Barlegend also to also a woman the feds descended upon uh beauty lab and laser parking lot uh a woman you are castmates with got arrested that should be the biggest part of the episode. And instead, the biggest part of the episode is Meredith Marks in a bathtub. So this is, I mean, so Meredith Marks, I think is maybe the most fascinating character on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is crazy to say, considering there is a literal alleged criminal slash felon in the cast. And, and a literal a cult alleged leader, cult leader. <laughs> who we will get into in a minute, but like, Meredith's That's like loyalties. fully beaming in from Mars to record this show. Exactly. And like, even with Mary channeling Yehovah, allegedly on every episode like she is, I still think Meredith is the most delusional cast member almost because her sense of scale and proportion 
regarding the conflicts in her life are so whack to me that yeah like yes you're you you know my thoughts about the uh you know my thoughts about the Brooks Marks situation. Yes, they, they do. They might be too hot for the pod, but. Yeah, I mean, and I, I tweeted this a few weeks ago, but this, the early half of the season was about um a ambiguous twink who is clearly gayer than a chickadee um defending his right to not uh, it be is, called a it faggot is online so, by It is so wrong of you to um say he's gay he is still on a journey to figure out what his sexuality is he might be straight no i you know what i don't see it for him i i <laughs> just just wait until he uh gets his peepers on maddie morphosis then his journey's gonna all become really clear wait brooks mark should go on drag race <laughs> that would be so funny he has the jawline He's got like a thick cheek. Like that lower jaw is built for built for some beat mama. Every runway he's just wearing like a burlap sack with that one label across his tits on it. Oh yeah, you know that feels like sandpaper, like those suits. Like I have these Fila pants that I got for $40 that are like rough hoon pulled polyester fiber. And they're not super comfortable, but I just know the Brooks Marks ones that are three times more expensive. They just feel like little knives, like a thousand little knives on your skin. He is partying in New York right now with the, and I will keep this on record. I'm not going to cut it out because I genuinely love this person. The ugliest person I can think of, <laughs> Andrew Warren, who is Tiffany Trump's best gay. Um, Brooks Marks is hanging out with them now and I just think it's so horrible. Hopefully she's at or he's at uh her next little pride event. Hi guys, it's me, Tiffany <laughs> Trump. Um I love Orlando and I love being with you, fag. <laughs> Did you watch um the uh Housewives and the Shaw Shocker? No, so I I watched the Erica one. I couldn't get into I, I just haven't had time to watch the second one, really, because it only came out like two weeks ago. But I, I, it feels weird to make these documentaries about cases that are still ongoing. And I like, mean, I don't need so to hear like, Dana Pam. That I don't care about that. But mm-hmm. I just like, I just can't because I already watch enough Bravo as it is that if I were to um, start watching all of these offsets too, like that would just be my whole life. And I, unlike a lot of, gay on twitter i'm i'm trying to have other facets to my personality than yeah just watch you have housewives. other extended cinematic universes to uh okay don't say, so. don't fucking drag me <laughs> i will <laughs> i will log off this zoom right now <laughs> i've heard i've heard that mia is getting fired from real housewives of potomac and they're casting hawk <laughs> As the seventh wife. You've almost brought up Jeremy Renner Hawkeye more than Lady Gaga in these Steffi Awards. Maybe we should change the name to the Rennies. <laughs> he would he would probably tweet about it. He would be a guest on this podcast. No, I don't want him on. I don't want him on because like I think it's really crazy that like I mean I think a lot of these men who have been canceled recently. Like Army Hammer deserved to be canceled justifiably, but like Jeremy Renner allegedly stuck a gun in his ex-wife's mouth. Like that's crazy. 
I was not aware of that. And he has an app where he can talk to his fans directly. Like that is deranged behavior, a psychosis of sorts that I think would make him perfect fit for the Real Housewives of Potomac. If he were a chiropractor, he'd be a slam dunk. I would love nothing more than to watch a uh, a dinner a dinner scene that turned into a fight between Jeremy Renner and <laughs> Jeremy Renner and Candace Dillard Bassett. Oh, <laughs> she'd be like, "Go fix your boy brow or something." It's so horrible. Candace Dillard does not suffer fools. Dillard Bassett, I should say. I'm sorry, she doesn't suffer fools. <laughs> You, you can say a lot of things about Candace, but I think she is unquestionably the star of that show right now. We really had like an all-time high, all-time low year with Housewives. But, well, I think I mean, every, like, every franchise that's aired this year has been pretty good. Like, uh, well, I didn't watch you Dallas. Know New I didn't York watch Dallas. This year, right? uh, it's okay that's the thing like and this is a good segue to like the the next like thing i had within this topic um new york was so unwatchable to the point that i actually bailed on the season which i I never do with my girls i never do that with my girls because new york historically is my favorite but you just you know they're gonna recast that whole show basically right now i think i don't know who's gonna start i bet i mean luann i think you kind of need because she's the glue Sonia, I think I would love to see Sonia stay, but like that, I could see that going either way. Ramona's out of here. Like, there's no way. I think Ebony's also out of here too. I, I unless think, Bravo convinced, like optics wise, unless Bravo were to get Ebony to say I'm leaving for something else, I don't think they're firing her. You can't see, fire your first black housewife. Well, uh, I, I'm using anecdotal evidence, so just take this with a grain of salt, but I do. Also, I really I, liked her dog and that friend of hers. Oh, Bershawn? So I could see- No, them... no, 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 no. Oh. Uh, Ebony's friend. Why was Ebony's friend? See, I stopped watching. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ebony so had a friend that was not like an official friend of or anything. She just was like in a bunch of Ebony scenes. And then- um, her friend and her like little cocker spaniel dog like hated each other <laughs> um, and it was the most riveting feud of the season i smell spinoff <laughs> um no but like it's very clear that they're going to recast the whole show yeah and i think now that bravo has seen what it has like all-time ratings highs for a lot of these shows due to like criminal behavior and like mary cosby who is not necessarily a criminal yet as far as we know allegedly but like is definitely so like wacky and probably should not be on TV for a variety of reasons. I think they're gonna cast um they're gonna cast more Marys and Jens and Erica's going forward and not just these like you're they're they're looking for someone on like the cusp of cancellation and or uh, arrest. Yeah. Which is I think what they've done with Real Housewives Miami to an extent. I mean, we just saw the trailer for that last week. That looked electrifying. Um, And that is not a franchise I had dipped my toe into prior to now beyond that weird feud where Brandy Glanville got like sued for defamation for saying that former Real Housewives Miami Joanna Krupa had a smelly pussy. Um, Other than that, I'm not familiar with the show. No, Lady Gaga did say 
that one of her favorite housewives was one season wonder, Corrent. So that's how that ties back here. Great. They should cast yeah. her mom though, Cynthia Germanata. You know who, uh, speaking of all-time highs, who's having an all-time high year is, uh, as we were debating before the show start, possible time uh, person of the year, Kyle Richards. High legend. Um, yeah, no, I've never, I've never been so high on Kyle. Like, I historically have not really liked her, especially on Housewives. But like, no, I have a friend who, like, during every single episode, even if she was like barely in it, would be like, "I fucking hate Vile Richards. Get her out of here." <laughs> vile, Vile Richards. I'm surprised Lisa. Never and now said we're that. like, yes, get rid of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Have her be the star of Halloween Three. They literally <laughs> did that though. Like, I read the Variety article that was like, "Oh, she's coming back." where it said that she essentially is getting a hugely expanded role for the third movie because fan reception to her was so positive. That's crazy to me. Did I don't think that. No, I, she was scary. good. And she was She's good. good. Those Richard sisters are good actors. I'm surprised. I like, I know why Kim doesn't work as much as she should. Oh, talk about someone who got yossified within an inch of her life. She looks incredible these days. Um, but like, it's, they're talented people yeah well we'll see if that uh i would like to get on on the books a um the housewives of the north pole viewing party with you so we'll figure that out after the show after the show i'm definitely down to watch that though i mean i it's crazy because for 10 years i have not liked kyle and this year i'm like give me more kyle because she was also though i do not think she is going to be served by a spinoff no i agree I think, like, the agency is, she either, if they're doing an agency spinoff, then she either needs to, like, be on it almost nothing, or, like, I don't think it will, like, that's going to benefit her. Although, like, she was great on, well, but I was going to say she was great on Ultimate Girls Trip, but that's still sort of the same thing. I just, like, I don't know. I just, she's in a good place. Let's keep her there. But I mean, and but she let's is, also get her in House of Gucci too. Like I think, yeah, like that. let her act more because she's good at it. And she's like, I genuinely think that she doesn't have a, the career that she like maybe could have had because she's like four or five. She's, so she's very like short. two inches shorter than you. Ableist. What I'm sensing from you, palpably is ableism no i think it's most insidious i think short kings deserve rights too i will and i'll say that on the pod if that's controversial i'll say it i think short kings deserve rights too i am just gonna say this to my listeners i am five nine and three quarters five ten if you put me in a well-heeled shoe and i'm gonna say to your listeners that's a old face lie and there's a reason uh that that can't be uh corroborated so i hunch what are you gonna do about it arrest me (laughs) yeah you're um that's the next uh shaw arrest is you getting arrested for (laughs) officer lying about your height (laughs) officer he has scoliosis get his ass he needs to be off the streets his deformed hunchback ass I can say this with 100% certainty. This, like, one of the things that feels most rightest in my soul, you would flee the scene just as Judge Shaw did. And you would also come up with 
a equally psychotic, deranged uh, excuse for why you're leaving. Hey, can I show Instead you of when? just being like, hey, I have to go, you would um, you'd be like, uh, I'm currently like having a Yeah, Harry, Harry Covert had a brain aneurysm. I have to go to the hospital. I'm sorry. It's too scary. Do your listeners know who Harry Covert is? No. Okay, can I, can I show you um, what Jen did? Yeah. When she got the phone call? I got, I will tell, since this is not a visual medium, I'm going to tell audience that I got a different zoom angle for this performance. That's it. <laughs> That's what she did. She oh, sorry. I, I didn't realize I was experiencing the performance, which was Drew lifted his laptop above his head and then shifted his eyes from left to right, from left to right, from left to right. Yeah. And that's what she did. I mean, it was it was powerful work, um, and such a I mean, just such a moment. Like her lying about um, the blood clot or whatever she said. Do you think John will continue to film in jail? I I don't know because like I guess the trial's going on right now, right? Can you film? No, I think it's like March twenty twenty two or something. Oh, okay. Can so you she- film in those like rooms with the telephones and the? Uh, the glass between you well they did on those shows where they would bring young young teenage mothers into jail to like scare them straight or whatever yeah. oh scared straight that's what it's called <laughs> like which also you you, not, you were certainly never scared straight no i'm gay baby <laughs> because Ooh. i know for a fact lisa barlow would agree to film scenes in that to keep Jenna's oh absolutely she'd show up in some like missoni jacket and her gucci shades and be like baby girl you're on the other side of the glass (laughs) he almost fell over just now i'm sorry i think my chair just broke oh my god earthquake oh my god just a drew quake I'm a Richter 10. <laughs> so do you have any um, parting thoughts from this point on Housewives for the year? Anything else you need to, you feel you need to get off your soul? Yeah, I mean, just to sum it up, I think we're going to start casting more crazy, or crazy, I don't mean to in that in a pejorative sense. We're going to cast people who are a little bit more narcissistic and like maybe have more overt, like, quote unquote, issues, I'll say in a way that is reminiscent of like 2000s, like exploitative reality TV. Um, and I think that Jenny Nguyen is a bust. So moving on, we And we're are... not going to talk about um, Real Housewives of Orange County at all. Bye. Oh, I'm not watching it, but I Number do like Heather Dubrow. No, we moved on. So that is redacted from the record. Okay. Number two. Are we at two? We're at two. Um, number two is that pop music had a down year. I think uh, 2020 was really good because we got a lot of really good iconic albums from like Dua Gaga. Lipa, Gaga, Jesse Ware, um, more. There were there were a lot more. Like I mean, the weekend released a really good album more. last year, and this year I so I just made my um, Madison Madison Beer Madison Beer released some good stuff, and like I was just hold on, let me get my notebook really quickly. I just made my top 10 pop songs of the year list um are you gonna spoil on the pod it'll be by the time this episode is released 
because I believe this episode is going to be released on December 22nd, the list will have been out for two weeks. So people will know if they haven't seen Well, if you're listening to this now from me, from me and my home to you and yours, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. And so that's on the top 10 pop songs list of the year. Jose Feliciano. Oh, wait, so I get to hear... I mean, not to, again, spoil when we're doing this. We are doing this a little bit early. I, You're going to share some of your picks with me right now? Yeah, I can share these some are picks. All, these are always controversial between me and you because we do have similar but different taste in music. And We um, do. Um, and, like, I mean, I think a lot of these you're not maybe going to, like, love just because most of these are pretty off the beaten path. Like, I mean, for mainstream pop releases this year things were pretty like either disappointing or like very low key in a way. Like, I mean, the two biggest albums of the year, 30 by Adele and Red Taylor's version were both a little bit more like adult contempo. Yeah. And like like big budget pop. Olivia Rodrigo. This was the Olivia Rodrigo year. This was the, and she she dominated the whole year. And Driver's right. License did make it into my top 10. I have not ranked these yet explicitly, I guess. Though I have like a rough idea. Like my number one pop song of the year was Raw Thoughts by Baby Queen, who we stand and love. And just got- and That is one we can agree on. Yep. She's iconic. If you guys don't know about Baby Queen, please get into her because she's great. She's opening for Olivia on tour in the UK. So for the- I mean, the not insubstantial amount of UK listeners who are listening to this, like, please go see her if you can. Um, and also, UK-only fans, um, reach out to me on uh, Twitter. Yeah, because he loves accents. I, um, I booked a trip to London one time to just be like, maybe I can meet my like future husband in a week and a half. And so what happened to a, Kyle's accent? Then I got stuck with a American boy, as uh, as Estelle once sang. I fell in love with the Delaware boy. <laughs> um, this was no, also I, this was also Lil Nas X year. So that yeah. was a, that was a big album. And Doja Cat too. Like those were those were three of like the bigger budget pop albums that I think did pretty well. Montero, I don't think is an incredible album top to bottom, but it has like right. great songs on it. Um, is Billy Planet Her is great though. Pop? So Billy was a disappointment for me as someone who like has never fully gotten on board with her. I thought her last album was pretty strong as like an artistic statement, even when like I didn't like all the music necessarily. This one I found very little to latch on to. I just think this, like, I know she wasn't really working with, like, Jack Antonoff, but, like, the Jack Antonoffification of a lot of, like, pop and alt-rock this year was so snoozy. And I think that Happier Than Ever You can say her name. Okay, I'll say Lord, sure. Yeah. Solar Power was a bummer, like... Not a bad album, definitely not a disaster like people were making it out to be, but like when those first two albums are were so good, this one was a big disappointment. And we did talk, this, I did an episode on like um, 
when Solar Powered the title track came out back in June with Friend of the Pop Nina Wilder, we talked about how like when pop song or pop singers are kind of like happy or like communing with nature, that's not always the most like compelling. I mean, like that song is certainly like, or that album you can listen to and it's like good, but there's certainly no like homemade dynamite. There's certainly no, no like super cut on that. No. My favorite song off that album is Mood Ring, um, which is a little bit divisive in only... Not to be confused with um, Mood Ring, parentheses, by demand, by One Miss Britney Spears. Which I controversially don't like, which I know is bad of me, but... Holy shit, fuck yeah, holy, holy shit, fucking yeah, yeah, huh. We, um, it just disappointed, like, when someone you like makes bad art. yeah. So who were you, who would, well, let's not go negative. Let's switch it. So a little well, bit of oh, like, old Triangle Head. You liked her album this I year. did like tri- Miss Triangle. Agnes released a very good album this year. In 24 hours, The one of the lead singles from that album made my top 10. Very good. She's been around for a long time now. And controversially, um, Friends of the Podcast, Pat Toland and Kevin Cleland tore the community apart by choosing Release Me by Agnes as a better song than Call Your Girlfriend by Robin, which got some blowback from from the community, I will say. If anyone can handle it, it's those two. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did have to bear the brunt of it because they have no social (laughs) presence whatsoever. So that was great. But like, I'm looking at my tops and pop songs list right now and basically everything is from like up and coming or kind of like alt pop people who are not necessarily mainstream. Like the three, pe- the three people who are, you could would consider mainstream are Olivia Rodrigo with Driver's License. You Jay put Balvin. Driver's License over Good For You. Yes, I did. Interesting. Because I thought there are, that deja vu and good for you are all excellent songs like one of the best three single runs we've had in a long time in pop music but i just think driver's license is so like there was something so zeitgeisty and like as like a debut statement and of artistic intent it's it couldn't have done better so for that reason i had to i had i think you're also a little bit better at like uh looking at a song in and of itself and being able to analyze it that way where I like combine it with like, I'm not hearing driver's license at the bar where it's like, there is no more thrilling, especially like when we started to get to go back to the bars and stuff, when like good for you comes on and everybody who like uh, grew up with Paramore is like singing it is like, such a thrill. It is a thrill. Nature is healing. We went out a bunch over the summer with that and like good for you sparked the biggest sing-along basically at every I mean it's an instant classic but I just there's something about driver's license that like like ballads can be pop music too and it just like hit very well for me yeah um all right what else we got the other two artists who are like big a-list superstars on this list are Jay Balvin for Indigetto which was my it's the title what am I gonna say okay um that was my song of the summer though like perfect another like huge floor filler that like you could not avoid here in Chicago until basically pretty recently when the weather got cold and then Vol V by Bad Bunny and Aventura okay this 
fast motion erasure? I don't consider, I don't consider, I didn't consider it a pop song. And best friend for that reason too. I did not consider a pop song. It's rap. Like it's a pop, a rap, a pop rap song. I guess, I guess if you want to, you are able to, uh, you are the girl boss, so you can gatekeep your own list. I'm going to get, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a matter of taste and preference and like in, unfortunately in a little case, um, bias because friends of the podcast Magdalena Bay did also make the top 10 pop list and spoiler are going to be very high on my albums of the year list and I know you're a little bit cooler on them but I think their album this year which was deservedly acclaimed by Pitchfork too like they made it on the songs and the albums list oh, I live to your friends I think so. I I am fully good with them I I I love their inclusion if they're if uh, as far as bodies of water go and bands named after them love it love it love them. Love they them. are like they're kind of emblematic of the rest of this list though like it's all a lot of like not mainstream or up-and-coming people like baby queen or jesse ware made it on pink panthers made it on who i love um i i'm looking at i have kind of just a running playlist by year uh yeah. that i keep on my phone and I do have, I mean, I have the, I mean, it's not just into pop, so it's, uh, it's different, but I have a lot of like, I mean, my favorite song of 2021 didn't come out in 2021. It's Pink Pony Club, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, we are I, Pink Pony Girls on this podcast by Chapel Rowan. Please go yes, look that up. For go listen. The, the best song you'll ever hear. Yeah. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. And I don't know how I didn't include it on last year's 2020 list. Because that, that was just so foolish on my part. And I'm sorry for that. We have obviously very different uh, feelings on, like, I love the New Year's and Years. Um, so oh, I like, I like some of the new songs. Yeah. But I love, yeah. I do love Starstruck. Um I guess I'm going through bigger. Uh, these probably wouldn't make your pop list, but like Twerculator was a moment. Love yeah, that. Yeah, great. Instant Bot classic. Shit by Megan The Stallion. Instant Love classic. That. Oh, um, you know what the biggest song of the year was? The, the, the return of Itty Bitty Peggy. Oh, uh, iconic. The only good thing Nicki Minaj did all year, <laughs> arguably. Um, um, I'm going to give, I'm going to look at my thing and I'm going to give, uh, it was also obviously a big year for me because two Lana Del Rey albums and I'm a Lana head. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to look at my list real quick and I'm going to see if I can give two to three recommendations. Yes. Things well, you should listen to. While you do um, that. I'm, oh, yeah. Well, this is a, this is one you introduced me to. My first inclusion is everyone go listen to Charger by Elio. Oh yeah. L-I-O. Wonderful pop song. Narrowly missed. Um, narrowly missed this year's list. Um, co-written by other friend of the podcast, Leland. Shout out to Leland. Did great work this year. And then what else are you I'm looking through my list too I like all these people on my list this year were like not mainstream at all like even just my big playlist it was very like gay twitter pop and like pitchfork pop oh you know an album was a little disappointed that was like I it technically is pop I think so we can talk about it Casey 
I liked the Casey album. I think my disappointment came in when I watched that like movie thing and was yeah. like, uh, was like, we're not at Lemonade. Yeah. No, we're not. I I think that album is pretty good, and it did make my album of the or like my top twenty five year end list. But it definitely has. Um, I mean, it's not like what could be Golden Hour though. Like Golden Hour is just so good that it's really hard to like it was always gonna be hard to top but like i don't know this kind of came in one for me the the short film is like it's not the worst thing it's not the worst visual short film that a pop star has put out this year because i did think the all too well short film was close to unwatchable well it was um, very like it, it was giving um uh junior thesis film in yeah. uh, film school I watched Lena Dunham's junior thesis film, by the way, on Criterion. Tiny Furniture? No, um, I don't remember what's called. It's like an actual short film. Oh, is it good? It's so good. And oh, you I'm know like, what song I really Taylor like that, that I can't remember if you told me about this or not? Gabrielle McAfee, Apocalypse Rodeo. Okay. Yes, so that is, I think I did send that to you because that is Friend of the Pod for the Boys' friend. Oh. Um, and she is consistently very Florida. good. Um, the other song that I showed you that I've been listening to consistently this year um, is River by Pinau and Lady Hawk. That was last year. It was just, it made the cutoff for this year. It oh, was okay. December 13th, 2020 is when it came out. Oh, okay. Cause that is on my 2000 playlist. Yeah. And I love that song. Great song. Um, Charlie XCX also made some very good music this year too, but her album's not coming out until 2022. So it's like, what are we, you know, what are we looking for here? But in in lieu of all of that, everyone goes stream Megan the Stallion, the greatest artist ever had. Um, and that's that on that. I fully agree. Do we have, actually, I would love to know this from you. You are my, um, you are my music whisperer, my, uh, uh, and you have your finger on the pulse. Um, and my hands on my knees shaking ass on my thought shit. Uh, um, do you- oh, my tongue is so gross right now. 2001, not the best year for pop music. 2001. 2021, sorry. Oh yeah, okay, because I was like, I have a 20, 2001 list. Will, will, 2022 be a return to form everything's cyclical like 20 all right i'm not trying to get like theoretical no no no, no but i you don't know have what to you, talk I know, about you time know and space I mean, you know what i mean do, I, do you know people who are coming out with albums next year that we can be excited for not anything that hasn't already been announced Right, but like, who are you excited for that's releasing album next year? Oh, 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 I thought you meant you were asking if I had quote unquote insider knowledge. Um, no, I'm very excited no, for I, Charlie. Uh, we respect NDAs in this house. We respect NDAs in this house. Um, I'm very excited for Charlie, obviously, because she is like my number one currently. Um, Caroline Polachek's new album is going to be really good, I'm sure. Bunny is a Rider, crowned Pitchfork's number one song of 2021, which is so crazy to me, but like, I love that. Um, Kim's going to release something like a body next year, right? Kim Petras? Yeah. Coconuts, Me- you can put them in your mouth. She is making, um, 
like if you had told me that Manila Luzon released Coconuts as a single from her upcoming project, I would have believed you. Like I'm like, I just I just have to say this. I don't want my pop music to be funny. It shouldn't try to be funny. Like I would like to just like dance and not like be like, like I don't need to have like gay Lonely Islands music. <laughs> okay, like that's. You know who I may be most excited for um, that I think is releasing Bodies next year is allegedly, finally, maybe Normani. Yeah, I've um, been saying that since 2019 though, so like. Right, um, but like all of, I mean, nothing has reached motivation for me. I love that song, um, but I'm very curious what like what sound she's going to on the whole thing. And the other person is like, I love uh, the Lord Have, Mer- or Have Mercy song. So oh, like, yeah, I want to hear more Bailey. from Chloe. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, I mean, if her mentor Beyonce actually releases something next year too, as is rumored, that'll be good. Um, Rihanna, maybe. <laughs> No one's putting money on that at this point anymore. Oh, it's, Ar- it's... Ariana is allegedly releasing a disco album. Okay. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen found dead. So that'll be good. Yeah. I would, I would love a little bit of, I would love a little bit of a different sound from Ariana. Yeah. I was not a huge fan of um, whatever it was called. Positions. Like definitely her weakest album to me. Um, I think if you take both of those albums and like mash them together and cut out some of the filler, it's like a great album. Yeah. I I can't get behind that. Well, we are looking forward to a brighter future. Hopefully we had some good stuff. Um, If you have favorite songs, please uh, uh, send them to Drew. And then if they're worthy, he'll pass them on to me. Even if they're not worthy, I'll probably just pass them on to you anyway, (laughs) as is the custom. Um, Are we ready for number one? I I hope so. I mean, uh, we, this has been such a wide-ranging list. I can't even... I'm trying to think if... Do you think there's a possibility of, like... Somebody... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Somebody's firing fireworks in my neighborhood. That sounded like someone shot a rocket at your trash can. Red Rocket starring... Uh, mm. <laughs> Directed yeah, by unfortunate libertarian uh, Kyle Rittenhouse supporter Sean Baker. That's a bummer. Um, Can you bleep that name on your? Do you know how to? Do you have bleeping technology? I have AO technology. Is that a reference <laughs> you got? No. Okay. AO for me now will only ever be the first song that plays when you plug your phone or when you start your car. Friend of the pod. Well, no, John and I were just talking about this on this past episode or no two weeks ago two weeks ago if you're listening to this um when a punk by vampire weekend is the first thing on our ipods ipods i say your um, um ipod touch Mine i have is like a little wheelie giddy up um, not, not about love by marina for the netflix film to all the boys i've loved then and since i'm never showing you my phone screen again <laughs> I'm the NSA. No suckers allowed. We have been, um, all right, let's get to one. Let's get to one. Let's get to one. Um, wait, ready? Number one. 
Do, 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 do. Um, this one is... Is that supposed to be an air horn? Yeah. We'll work on it. Uh, um, someone who needs to work on themselves is this next person. My is number one no, cultural no. emergency of the year. Oh, is, God. Is everything Demi Lovato said <laughs> or did this year. I know have I have a rule of them not talking about them. But. They have certainly had an, uh, a uh, quirky year, a unique year. It's been a long ride. Um, they started off this year with an album cycle for an album that I don't, I no one's heard anything of except Boyfriend of the Pod, Arthur Shot Lopez, who does stand, unfortunately, the album. The whole album or just like a few songs? Like a lot of the album. I love that for him. Yeah. Um, I remember mm. when that album came out, like, there was a few songs that I liked, um, but, uh, what's this song with Ariana called, like, I Saw the Devil Last Night and He Was Mad? Oh, I thought it was, like, uh, like, I'll have sex with your boyfriend and your girlfriend because, like, I'm, okay, can you hear these fireworks? Yeah. America Somebody- can. Somebody set up a full firework display for the finale of the Steffies. Yeah, I mean, this is... Wow, it's a your, pro- your, pro- your production uh, quality on this. I know. You really I, spare no expense. I, I had Kyle go out and set off a few little Catherine wheels. I would not trust Kyle with a, uh, with a flame and a igniter. What's that wick on a... Whatever. Okay, so gay men can't a, do a anything a straight man can? A th- no, famously, no. That's um, really exclusionary of you, heifer. What do you think your straightest quality is? My straightest quality? I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll set this up with you. It's one time one of my dear friends was talking about uh, uh, like another gay person in our orbit uh was like not our orbit my orbit i guess um was really good at like woodworking and they were like that's his straightest quality and i was like oh what's mine and they're like well you dress like a straight guy and i was like that just means i dress bad (laughs) i'm not at liberty to comment on anything said above my straightest quality is probably that i love sports No, I'm I not like the all the gay I like, people. I like sports. I like I'm, I like yeah. the the festiveness of sports. There's nothing I love more than like drinking a Bud Light at 9 a.m. We did um, eat chromatica Oreos and and homemade okay. guacamole this year at the Super Bowl. Yeah, we have very much. <laughs> Is this how much neither one of us wants to talk about Demi Lovato? <laughs> okay, so okay, so wait, did you watch that documentary? I couldn't bring myself. I saw clips on Twitter that I I want to I want to say just... this. I don't want to sound callous by any means. I don't either. I don't like either. I I addiction is uh, the devil. I like know people who have gone through similar things yeah what they went through is like harrowing um that documentary the way it was framed was the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life because it was like here we're reliving all of the like awful trauma not only you but like your poor assistant and like your family went through yeah um 
and now you are like in a good place and then the the big finale of the documentary is and also i'm queer did yeah did they say that in the documentary though i feel like the pronouns thing happens like after the fact i just know that like they broke up with that guy oh. they were like temporarily engaged yeah. to within the time frame of the documentary and then the big like the big inspirational um climax of the documentary was coming out as queer and getting that it should be said awful haircut the haircut is it's it's a choppy short bang with no product or conditioner of any sort in it it just it it looks it's like a, a bedhead mullet with not a lot of length in the back. It's just, it's a hard, it's a hard look for anyone. And Demi's not, Demi's not beaten the bad haircut allegations. Let's just say that. Um, I, I think you could really make it like their March and April alone. Like right when I started this podcast, the album came out, then the documentary came out. Then they had the altercation with the Froyo shop. Oh, a Froyo shop that, by the way, I love. Except yeah, that they don't. Except that they're cash only. Well, that's lame. But I, I do like. I mean, that's a lot of shit to do in like a month. And in that time, they did coin a very influential phrase for you this year, or not coined, but used. And what was that? Alphabet Mafia. Alphabet. That's right. We, on the second episode of this podcast, we, we, we talked about the alphabet mafia and did deem it a uh, a go call the governor worthy phrase. Like, yeah, so they were proud. Well, you're, gonna, you're gonna call the governor, and then they're gonna get murdered by the alphabet mafia. The alphabet mafia has shooters. They'll be sleeping with the fishes. Oh my god. Um, they're gonna like tie me to the bottom of the lake with like a a cement block with bedazzled crusties on it. Crusties. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> My crusty nuts. <laughs> you literally said crusty nuts. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Arthur. <laughs> no, 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 don't say that, that's so rude. What if we um, just ended the podcast here? <laughs> Krusty Nuts, have a happy new year. We'll see you in 2022 with more, uh, more crusty twink. <laughs> no, no, I mean like, I don't know. I'm just, it's called humor. <laughs> It's riffing. It's 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 what's supposed to pass for comedy on this show. My process is so delicate as it is. <laughs> I can't have you. I can't have you disrupting the the naturally calibrated equilibrium that we've built on this podcast. So what um, what would your dream? Uh, what would you like to see uh, Demi do next? Nothing. <laughs> okay. That's- no 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 I want I want them to take a long break away from the spotlight because you know they're no longer the Froyo thing was like bananas because they sorry no pun intended because they 
you know, they just forgot that like diabetics and people with celiac exist. That's one thing. But then like, they really like changed their whole look almost overnight. Do you remember that beach dinner that they had with their coven of like, which oh, where they years? where they looked like the like walking gays? Yeah, they <laughs> they did look like the walking gays. Oh my god, the walking gays could be number six on uh, this year. COVID did not slow down the walking gays. No, they're still walking at the exact same speed, but like are multiplying at a rapid rate. Yeah, literally. I mean, it's like the hive mind. Um, no, but yeah, the aesthetic, like I'm forgetting. Oh, no, we're forgetting the UFO show. They have a show where they try to make first contact with aliens now. I and mean, I cannot that's think not fair. That's not fair to us because that implies that like we are at fault for forgetting it. But nothing that premieres on Roku is our fault if we don't know. Is that a Roku? No, they have the talk show on Roku. I think Unidentified with Demi Lovato. Okay, well, on, then, I, then I do issue a formal apology. I think that's on Peacock. Oh. When in doubt, it's on Peacock. It. <laughs> that, that, that should be their slogan. If you can't find it after you check HBO Max, the best streaming service. Yep. If you can't find it if you after you check HBO Max and Netflix and Hulu, and you know what's on Disney Plus. If you can't find it there, you probably checked Paramount Plus and were like, wait, I thought it came out. It's on Peacock. Hell yeah. Um, and then they have, yeah, the talk show, which like I've heard nothing about really. Unidentified with Demi Lovato. I cannot think of a worse celebrity to be like humankind's emissary to the galaxy. I cannot think of someone more high, strong, and ill-equipped to deal with little gray men. Not good maybe they'll they'll be like not worth visiting earth we'll uh check back later or like they'll be like maybe demi is the our alien they're, they're protecting us from alien invasion by like we're like so they're not gonna want to take us if they make you yeah but what if they like make a scene like oh extraterrestrial why does it have to be extra why does it have to be terrestrial like and then Jamila Jamil comes in and Jamila Jamil is like, I agree, Demi. I think it's so insane what these aliens are doing. I just think it's so offensive to everyone. Extra is a slur and we cannot be doing this right now. And then James um, Blake will be like, I love my wife. Can I um, can I come back on the pod when Jamila Jamil premieres on uh, Marvel She-Hulk? Oh, I forgot that was happening. <laughs> I once saw Tatiana Maslany at a brewery. This actually was the week before COVID hit. Oh. And she she had a, a weird haircut. And what would JLo call her? This is a throwback to, I guess, last episode. Well, I think it depends on what that alter. Canadian girl. That, oh yeah. That little Canadian girl with her Alia Shawcat haircut. She's gonna be uh She's gonna be big and green. Watch uh, this is big, my to watch. green. This is my Demi Lovato doesn't like either of those adjectives. Um. All right. So big. what I will what I will say is, I'm not sure if it paved any way for it, and I by no means would ever want to pit two queer people against each other. Really? What's this podcast? Oh wait. Um. Can you hear me winking? Um, but 
a thunderous lash. <laughs> Sorry, no, keep going, keep going. But um, if if Demi Lovato's UFO show at all got us closer to the uh, Kristen Stewart gay ghost hunting show, then for that, I am thankful to them. That's, that's the trailblazing work that we would like to see from them. Not them trying to get every bakery in the greater Los Angeles area closed down. And like, if they are, I have some suggestions. So like, check in with me first. It's yeah. not big chill. They need to check in with so many people first. Like they need to like, they clearly just need like someone being like, hey, don't do this. And are I think it's starting with, to get better. Um, are they still with Noah Scoot, Cyrus? Scoot Scoot Braun? Oh, I think so. They're dating Noah Cyrus. No, they they oh. held hands with Noah Cyrus at like Magic Mountain. Yeah, who hasn't? I haven't. Oh, I have. Ha- oh. Does she look like that in person Maybe. too? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your slot in the rotation is coming up. Be check this yeah, check, I, check the Google <laughs> spreadsheet. I open up my PO box one day and there's a draft notice from the government of the United States of America. I tear open the letter and in it says, Andrew Haskins, on March 3rd, 2022, you will have to take Noah Cyrus to the Kalahari Water Park and Resort in the Wisconsin Dells and be photographed by three paparazzos. From Radar Online. From Radar Online. And Daily Mail. And just Jared Jr. (laughs) <laughs> that is um that is joe biden's draft that is yeah. what we voted for and i'm <laughs> we're out, My... we're out, we're out of afghanistan and into the cyrus family if they hadn't given us stimmies we would have gotten to go with miley but they don't have the money so we have to go with noah <laughs> If the pandemic goes for too much longer, we're going to have to go with Frankie Jonas. So sad. Oh, sad and bad. Is, sad, bad. And... There is hope. I do think there is hope for Demi. And this is the last thing I'll say to end on a positive note. Um, they recently announced that they're go, they're now sober, sober instead of right. California sober, which I mean, I've said on pod that I think it's Lala really impact. Lala, one of her considerable reach is <laughs> those two should hold hands at Magic Mountain. Um, no, I like I I think it's irresponsible for someone who is in the public eye like that to like promote a let's say like a sober living strategy that like I don't think most people in recovery can actually do. Yeah. And they were saying they were, we're drinking getting, we're get still so under supervision, uh, which I'm like... Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, she, I, I think guess, she, they said that in the documentary. I, I don't I remember think. that part. Maybe I was, like, PTSD'd, PTSD'd it out after the haircut. But mm-hmm. I do think, like, obviously, sobriety and any, like, uh, any substance abuse god we are ending we gotta we gotta add on something because we're about to get like heavy i think it's an individual journey i think whatever you can uh do to feel safe and happy and uh 
better yourself in the world. Like there's variations of it all. If California sober works for you, then smoke a little Swede. Uh, if it no longer works for you, uh, but being full sober, not having anything, it's beautiful. It's we here at we here at Crisis Twink uh, support you. We love you. Yep, we support you and love you, and we think that what you're doing is um, a good idea. So, and I hope maybe that- maybe we just cut at um, maybe we just cut this section out and leave it at uh, the Frankie Jonas dig. No, I'm not cutting. <laughs> I'm not cutting any of this out. I I I like them and I want them to do well. I like them too. But I also want them to be, I I think one of the reasons that they had such a crazy culturally emergency filled year is because they were espousing something that I don't think is good for the culture. And I think we have to ring that alarm. Bring that alarm. Ring the alarm. alarm. I mean, whether culture or not, apparently it ended up not being good for them because they are now sober sober and yeah. uh uh hopefully that ufo show gets canceled um extreme heart attack <laughs> her best or their best song their best song it's good yeah 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 we'll be fine yeah. I'll, yeah. wow so that was the steffies <laughs> ending on a crazy wow. note what in your mind in your mind just to I should have done this at the beginning, but I didn't think of it till just now. In your mind, what does the Steffi Award look like? The Steffi Award is a gold encrusted palette from House Labs Beauty. That's really big. It's as big as a coffee table. We and as heavy be, as one too. And we will be getting that in the mail to uh, Demi Lovato. Yes, it is scheduled to arrive in November 2022 because of the damn supply chain. Um, so. Thank God we saved the post office. Thank God we bought all those stamps. All for this. Um, I went to I went to college with the daughter and the son, technically, but I didn't know him, but the daughter of the postmaster general, and she was really mean. Anyway... <laughs> Um, shut I'll down say the it. post office. Shut down the. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a package from Target from like. That oh, I me too. I mean, we have we have a ago. not we have like a Secret Santa white elephant thing virtually tomorrow, or sort of ish. That like neither of my stuffs arrived for that yet. So I guess people are getting a big old lump of coal. This will have been way before this. Now we're yeah. living in the past, living in the future. Well, um, what is this podcast if not living in the past, but looking yeah. ahead to a brighter tomorrow? Which uh, we always uh, we're we're right now. You and I are uh, put. We are slipping on our sluttiest dresses, our highest heels, and we are that meme of the gal walking up the stairs to twenty twenty two. Oh yeah, and she's like, um, her books we're, are falling out of her backpack because she's not reading anymore. No, I, we're all post-literate. We are uh, we are leaving behind Demi. We're taking Benifer. We are uh, anxious to see which housewives we get, which pop music we get, uh, and but and uh, clang clang bitch 
And Clang Clang Bitch, the only thing we know for sure is... Judy Garland's uh, memory will live on in the <laughs> queer community for as, for as long as there are gay people. I, I will just have say her Judy's. For my, for my, um, oh, <laughs> I recently did a trivia with a group of gay people and the answer to the thing was like, it was basically like, what would you call, or like what, the answer was friend of Dorothy, which they had never heard of. And then mm -hmm. we got into Judy Garland, never heard of that. Good Judy. Um, so, but essentially it's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. For my, for my parting uh, message, I will say, I'm sure as much as we hope 2022 is a better year, and I think it will be, uh, hopefully, um, there will still be crises and Thank God I've got a twink like you to solve them. Oh, uh, damn, Daddy. Thank you. <laughs> so sweet. These, these kind parting words. Um, you are a true dream guest. I can't believe we did this. <laughs> I really can't believe All right, we did if you, this. I, if you have listened to these full two hours or whatever this ended up being um, and now need some subsidization for your therapy or whatever, reach out to Crisis Twink and there is a, uh, a benefits program that you can subscribe and roll in. It's not so much a benefits program in so much as it's, I send you in a paper envelope full of loose Taco Bell hot sauce packets that I have stored in my fridge. And hopefully that makes your food a little tastier. That's as good as it's going to get for me because I have yeah. no, no way to give you my money right now. It's at the end of 2021. We've all, 2020 obviously sucked. 2021 sucked too, but sucked a little less. Everyone go get yourselves a Crunchwrap Supreme and the year on a high note. You deserve it. Yeah. And Sprinkle a little uh, hot sauce from 2019 on your <laughs> on your year. So, God, well, Drew, what I love you very much. Thank you so much for having me. It, uh, I am always endlessly proud of you in this podcast. Um, oh hush. <laughs> I love you too. You can you find had a John, wonderful 2021. Yep, you can find him on the Twitter at jtyboon. You can find me on Instagram at fgapigs with a z on Twitter at. No, you can find me on Twitter at FKPigs with a Z on Instagram at Drew Haskins with Z's and subscribe to Crisis Twink um, on Twitter and Instagram at Crisis Twink Pod. I do have a call to action for me. Okay. You don't, you don't, um, I do not tweet really. So you like are not going to much, but the thing I do want to see, if you can, if you are at your hometown gay bar, if you are at uh, a gay bar in your chosen town, whatever, and they have one of their sad little gay Christmas trees. Please tweet me a picture at JTY Boone. Uh, gay bar Christmas trees are my favorite thing and I'm trying to start a collection. So uh, that is my call to action for you in this most festive of seasons, please. And just like that, he's canceled because he forgot to say tip your local queen. <laughs> so with that, bye. Bye, I love you.